Hello, welcome to Shooting for Grand. I am your host, Sierra Collins. These podcasts are designed to be inspirational for any showman shooting for grand on the county, state, or national level. In today's interview, we will be hearing from Eva Henriksen from Westmoreland, Kansas. She is Miss American Angus, and she will be telling about her experiences on that and more about herself. She is an amazing person, and I cannot wait to hear what she has to say. So let's get started. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Sierra. How are you? I'm doing fine. How's school and everything going? School's pretty going pretty well. Uh, it's kind of different, and there's a lot of changes to get used to with classes. Some are online, some you can still go to in person. And then some are kind of a hybrid deal where they're both online and in person. So there's definitely a lot of new things to get used to, but you just kind of, you got to be flexible and figure out what works best for yourself and then just go from there. Absolutely. In these days, it is crucial to be flexible. (laughs) That's right. I mean, we never know what's going to happen now. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. When I called you, and you said that you agreed to do it. I was super excited. And so I did a little research and I found that you were uh, Miss American Angus. And I think that's really cool. I've always wanted to be National Hereford Queen someday. Oh, that's awesome. And so tell me a little bit about what you're getting out of it. Yeah, so um I'll just kind of explain the how I got Miss American Angus and kind of what my role is with that. So each state is allowed to send one girl onto the national level to receive to be eligible to receive a national auxiliary scholarship. And so I was fortunate enough to get um, the support from the Kansas Auxiliary and they sent my scholarship application onto the national level. And then the top five girls that place in the National Auxiliary Scholarship, they get to compete for Miss American Angus. So um, the contest is held at National Angus Convention. And last year it was in Reno, Nevada. So that I got to fly out there. And Reno's a really fun place. We've been out to the show there a couple of times. And I've always really liked Reno. So I thought it was kind of fun that I got to go to convention out there and um, compete in the contest. And then so what the contest consists of is um, there's a speech, an interview process, a couple impromptu questions that you have to answer after you give your speech. And then there's also a test that each contestant must take. And so, I mean, these girls, the other four girls I competed against, all of them, very, very smart, very involved with the Angus breed and the cattle industry as a whole. So I was just honored to get to know them on a more personal level. And just um, I know that they'll still be my friends. And so that was just a really neat experience to go through the whole contest. And so my first duty as Miss American Angus was to attend the North American Livestock Exposition in Louisville, Kentucky. And so I got to um, pass out ribbons and banners and on the green shavings for the first time and get to be in the backdrop pictures. And it was just really awesome to have that experience because ever since I was a little girl, I've always 
wanted to be Miss American Angus. It's always been one of my huge dreams and goals. And so finally, you know, slipping on the red jacket and putting on my crown and sash, I felt like I finally made it, you know. And so just some other events that I've been to is I've been, um, went to Denver for the National Western, Fort Worth. Um, I also got to go to Wooster, Ohio for a youth beef leader seminar at the Certified Angus Beef Headquarters. So that was really neat just to kind of get out of the showing scene and kind of um, jump into more industry-related topics and really learn about how Certified Angus Beef impacts the beef industry and what it can really bring to the table for us. So those are just um, some of the things that I've been to, and I've been to a lot of other shows. And I mean, when COVID hit, there's a few shows I didn't get to go to, but that's okay. The summer made up for it because we still got to have a junior nationals and I was able to host a little queen's tea um, for the state queen. So that was really nice to get to know those girls and I had a blast doing that. And then just a couple weeks ago, um, I attended the Iowa Angus tour. So that was a lot of fun too, just to tour different operations and kind of see how each producer does things differently. And you can really learn a lot from that. And so, I mean, you asked what I'm getting out of being Miss American Angus. And I mean, there's so much I'm getting. I'm honing my leadership skills as I'm being a role model for younger girls and you know, they look up to the girl in the red jacket just like I did when I was their age. And so I constantly am setting an example for those girls. And that um, just teaches me different life skills and leadership skills. And then also at shows and events, being able to talk to other Angus producers and breeders and just get a better understanding of the industry and learning new things. And then when I get to go to shows, um, there, <laughs> I'll tell this quick story. So in Denver, I had my Miss American Angus outfit on and I was walking out of the hotel and I hear this guy like shouting behind me and he's like, Miss America, Miss America. And I like turned around. I was like, what me? And he was like, oh yes. Can I get a picture with you, Miss America? I mean, he thought I was like actually the Miss America. And then so just being able to educate him on, you know, what the Angus breed is and Angus juniors and what our association is all about and just being an advocate for the industry, that was a really neat experience as well. Wow, that's really cool, especially that we had to go through all those things. And you must have, you're a very intelligent, smart lady, and to be able to make it to that final round and to make Miss America Angus must have really been incredible for you. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, It was a really great experience. I mean, my parents and my grandparents and my brother, they were all there to um, in Reno at convention to watch me go up on stage with the other girls and then for them to call my name and crown me. So it was really great just to have my family and my friends there. I mean, we're really an Angus family with, I mean, I'm talking about like our whole association. And so it was just the support from everyone was tremendous and I couldn't have been happier. Yeah. And it's really valuable, the opportunity that you got to have 
and all the shows that you got to go to. That's something I really look forward to doing someday, and I really look up to you. Oh, well, I'm really glad. You know, I I think you'd be awesome at it. You really have some great potential. And I mean, starting this podcast at your age, that is incredible. Like, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, it all starts with a dream. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It does. So while we're on the topic of inspiring people, like I said, because I'm inspired by you, how neat is it to you that you get to inspire other people, specifically other young ladies? It's amazing because, like I said, when I was younger and first starting out um, as an Angus junior and going to my first junior nationals, the I mean, Miss American Angus was the girl I looked up to. I mean, she was always so confident and poised and elegant, yet relatable and you could go up and talk to her and you know she was a real person (laughs) per se but and so I mean I always looked up to Miss America Angus and I can name off the past ones for the past probably 10 years I mean you always remember who they are and then now being able to step into those shoes and fill that role is just unbelievable that you know that's really me I'm that girl now and so being able to have other young girls look up to me and me being that role model for them is just, I hope I can set the best example for them as possible. And I really hope that they're getting, um, I mean, they're getting, they're being as inspired as I was when I was their age, you know? So it's just really, really neat how everything comes in a full circle. And, you know, at that age, I never thought I would be here today, like where I am and, just um, having the red jacket for myself now is just still an experience that is still just, you know, it makes my heart beat fast and makes me skip a breath. You know, it's just I'm that person now as because those girls, when I was that age, I always looked up to them and they were always there for me. So I just hope I can still be um, half the person that they were for me. Absolutely. It's very, very special. So tell a little bit about, because you told me that you still showed some, and so tell about how you have to go from barn work to being, like you said, that elegant queen. Yeah, so it's definitely um, interesting as you learn to change very, very quickly. I, uh, I mean, at shows like show day, I'd get up and get the heifers in and get everything rinsed. And then, so I'm in my just working clothes and trying not to mess my hair up too crazily under the fans. Um, and then before the show, I usually go up to the ring about an hour before the show starts and change into my uh, Miss American Angus outfit and then get all the awards, ribbons, banners set up on the table um, and get ready for that first class to step into the ring. And then when it comes time for me to show my own heifers, usually, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little secret. I So I have to wear pantyhose with my skirt. And so I learned just to leave my pantyhose on and pull my jeans over my hose <laughs> so I could change quicker and <laughs> just kind of go from there. Um, so you just kind of learn little 
tricks like that to change as quick as you can so you know you can get from the show ring as a queen back to the show ring as a showman and you and sometimes um you just have to put a lot of trust and I mean I trusted my family and our help you know to get the heifers ready and bring them up to me and so it really does take a team it takes an army um to get everything done and my mom was usually running back and forth, you know, from the barn to the show ring, get me a water or bring my clothes. So I definitely couldn't do it with the, without the help of my family for sure. So, I mean, it's, it's just a really cool thing to have your family there by your side and, you know, working in the barn with them and then going up to the show ring. Um, it's just really, really neat. Yeah. And, um, it is vital to be flexible because, like you said, you got to try to, you have to put your pantyhose on under your jeans and you can't be afraid to do those things. Exactly. I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit about your showmanship clinic? Yeah. So, this summer, um, so I'm from Kansas originally, just outside of Manhattan there, and I, a bunch of the like spring shows and spring jackpots around Kansas and in the area were getting canceled, and so I knew a bunch of um, younger uh, kids in my county, and so I was just kind of focusing this on my county kids because I know they were pretty upset that they didn't get to show their heifer steer that summer, you know, and get them out before the state shows. Um, so I had the idea, I was like, well, maybe I could put on a little showmanship clinic. And really, I mean, we have some great kids in the area. And, you know, if they just had a little, you know, just a little more practice and stuff, they could be really good even, I mean, at the national level as well, as a lot of them do go on the nationals. Um, so I made uh, – Actually, my brother's girlfriend, Whitney, who you talked to, um, she helped me make that flyer, and I posted it on Facebook, and I had people, I mean, within the first hour, I probably had eight to ten kids signed up already. They were like, this is great. We can't wait to get out and give the kids some experience and the cattle some experience, and I was just Honestly, I was just expecting, you know, kids in the area 30 minutes away and maybe an hour away to come to this. But there is kids that they drove, their parents drove them three hours to come to my clinic. And just that really gave me a lot of confidence that these kids wanted to come to me to learn showmanship tips from myself. And so that was just a really humbling experience for me. And so I had this two-day clinic um, and we just... I worked with the kids a lot. We had a lot of practice. I mean, they they were pretty tired after. And we talked about, I mean, I just discussed, you know, what to wear in the ring and what not to wear. And just, I mean, there was all different levels that the kids were at as well. I had younger kids that was, it is their first year showing. And then I had older kids, I mean, at the age of 16, that they just needed that extra little trick here, a little tip here, you know, practice to really set them apart and be that next level. So I had all different kinds of experiences to work with, which I think was great because, I mean, it was definitely a challenge for me to um, 
changed the way, you know, I talked to this kid and told them a little more advanced things like how to walk with the heifer or how to hold the show stick like this and move it like this and um, versus the younger kids. I mean, first or second year of just where the feet are supposed to go, you know, correct feet placement or to tell them to hold the head up. And so it's just um, that showmanship clinic was all really I mean, it turned out a lot better than I was expecting, I guess. And I was just really grateful that those kids wanted to come to me and learn. And I had a lot of positive feedback from it. And, you know, a couple of the kids that uh, came to my clinic, they made finals or semifinals and finals at junior nationals. And so I felt like I was doing my job because, yay, I taught them something. And, um, yeah, I'm really glad I did that. And I've actually thought about um, hosting more clinics with showmanship and then maybe kind of stepping it up next summer or something and doing some more fitting or clipping clinics. So I think it was a great experience, and I think the kids really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. And, I, I mean, I think they learned a lot. I sure learned some new things as well. Like you said, it all starts with a dream, and I've always loved helping others and teaching others, so I guess I might have found my new dream. (laughs) That is incredible. I mean, I bet, like you said, you had a lot of kids sign up the first hour, and I bet it just made their day because, like you said, they didn't get to show their calves before, and then you're giving them an opportunity to get some experience. And I bet that was just incredible for them. And like you said, you learn stuff, um, they learn stuff, and it's all about the learning experience. And I think that's really incredible. And I was thinking maybe we could get back again sometime and you could talk about showmanship on here and give some stuff about that some other time maybe. I think that would be cool. Oh, yes, for sure. I would love to do that. Who in the cattle industry are you most inspired by? Wow. I mean, there are several people that I'm really inspired by. Um, I'll give you two names here. So one is ever since I was a little girl and I watched a video of Temple Grandin for the first time, I was just blown away. I mean, her the knowledge that she possesses and she is so intelligent and just the different, you know, handling practices that she has figured out, I think is tremendous. So I'm a sophomore in college this year. And so last year as a freshman, I took an intro to animal science class and we did a little unit on animal behavior and learned a lot about Temple Grandin's practices and watched some videos on her. And I was just really intrigued by that and you know maybe animal behavior could be something I go into one day and um, that might be a passion of mine I, I don't know yet I mean we'll just have to see but she is one person that truly inspires me and just the work that she has done I think is amazing and um, just the impact on the industry she has made is amazing as well um, but then I guess more on a personal level, 
of someone who really inspires me is Paige Wallace Arnold. Um, she's a past Miss American Angus, and I remember her when she was the queen when I was younger, and I always looked up to her. I mean, she did. She always took the time to talk to me. When I was a little girl, that really meant a lot. You know, someone in her position, an older member, would take the time out of their day to come and talk to me, ask me how my heifers are, how my family is, how the show's going. So um, that's, I mean, that stuck with me this long. And actually, when when I was in fifth grade, I dressed up for Halloween as Miss American Angus. I mean, that's how much that the past queens have inspired me. And I, get, I mean, that just proves that I've wanted to be Miss American Angus ever since, you know, I could remember and I was little. I mean, Paige is just an amazing person. And she was also on the National Junior Angus Board. And she um, won our showmanship contest at the Junior Nationals, which, I mean, that is a one of my main goals is to place in top five in showmanship at Nationals. And so, I mean, when she was able to be queen and do that and wear the green jacket as a junior board member, I mean, those are three big goals that she had. And being able to accomplish all three is really inspiring to me as She's so intelligent and personable and just a great leader and role model. If anybody is going to take the time to talk to me, it's much of any day. I appreciate it. Like you said, when you're younger and someone important like that comes up and says hi to you, you think, oh my goodness, she just said hi to me. And you get all blush and you blush and everything I mean I kind of think back and how they impacted me and just saying hi you know when I'm dressed as Miss American Angus in my red jacket and crown and sash and I mean when you just walk by and say hi to a kid or take the time to stop and ask how the show is going how their day is going you don't really realize how much of an impact you're making and I mean you could just make one kid's day. And I mean, if I can do that, then I'm doing my job right. (laughs) Absolutely. It means a lot. Are there a few goals that you would like to share? Yeah, I mean, I kind of said one earlier is placing in the top five in the National Showmanship Contest at Angus Junior Nationals. I mean, that's been a goal of mine ever since I can remember. It's I, I love showmanship contests. I mean, some people don't, but I always have loved them because starting out, you know, I may not have shown the best cattle. Everybody starts somewhere, but showmanship was something that I could do. You know, it was all on me. Even if I didn't bring the best heifer out there, I could still win showmanship as long as I worked hard in the barn at home. I always watch seniors before me to learn new things and just watching others and learning about that is, I mean, that's what you got to do to become a good showman. And so that, I mean, show, winning a national showmanship contest at Angus would is one of my main goals. Um, we'll see if I can do that or get a con. I mean, just being in the participating in that competition of how prestigious it is would be an honor. So um, we'll see if I can get that done. And then I guess some more goals that I have kind of long term is to um, obviously graduate college. Um, and then also I'm thinking about going to graduate school 
studying something in animal science a little further, whether it be um, nutrition or reproduction or behave, animal behavior. I haven't quite decided, but not exactly sure what I want to do yet. Um, it's crossed my mind to even go on and obtain my PhD and even start teaching at a university. And so, I mean, there's, I mean, that is pretty far off. I mean, that's a big dream, but every day counts and every um, step that you take towards those goals and dreams, I mean, it counts now. And so I'm just going to keep working hard and pushing forward and seeing what else I can accomplish. Those are great goals, and I wish you luck on achieving all of them. Thank you so much for your time today. It's much appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. I hope I can talk to you again on here sometime. Um, I'll see you later. All right, thank you. Shooting for Grand is available on all major platforms, and so if you enjoyed this interview, please like and share it. If you have any suggestions for interviews, or if you are interested in sponsoring an episode, you can message me at Shooting for Grand on Facebook. God be with you as you shoot for Grand. Thank you.